Those of us who are Christian parents never expect to have a child who walks away from the faith. Yet, that is something that happens more and more often, it seems, at least in my circles. How do you have hope? How do you find and grab on to hope in that situation? I'm John Fuller, along with our Vice President of Parenting at the Ministry, Dr. Danny Huerta. And Danny, there's been the whole deconstructionist movement. You know, the, yes. the, the kids who grew up in Christian homes and then say, hey, I don't believe any of it anymore. What's going on with that? Yeah, there's uh, there, there, social media has done quite a number on this, where you know hashtag this and that and hashtag deconstruction, mm-hmm. and it's become kind of that popular. I'm I'm becoming an adult and I'm becoming myself type of thing, and I'm 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 uh, gaining revelation and uh, this freedom, and it's really uh, the Buddhist movement, the the New Age Buddhist type of enlightenment mm-hmm. type of movement has infiltrated into this. This, this very wishy-washy Christianity, all the way to atheism, when they're deconstructing, there's different places some of these uh, Christian young people are going, and they're sharing it on social media all over. And, and it's becoming this, this trend of sharing, hey, I, you know, I learned this and that, and I think th- this was a lie. And, and, and so th- this issue of trust that is not new is coming up. Mm-hmm. And we saw it in the garden, and I've mentioned that in the show before. You're talking about the Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden, right? Way Not back. my garden, yeah. right in the backyard. <laughs> right? It was the Garden of Eden where Satan brought in to question God's trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. Things got upside down. We know what unraveled at that point. This is another form of that. It's, it's an old strategy by Satan to create this, this lack of trust towards parents and towards God. What a strategy that is. And now they're isolating, getting confused and all over the place with their faith. It's a sad thing to watch, John. It is. Yeah. Um, aren't the numbers encouraging, though, overall? I mean, it's a natural thing for kids to to have to own their faith. And isn't there a large percentage of, of um, children who grow up in Christian homes who might question or even walk away from God, but they come back yes. at some point? There's a large percentage. So, yeah. so I have hope with that. It's sad to see some of the big leaders and some artists really being vocal about this. Mm-hmm. And I wish they're a lot more private. I'm very sad that they're going through that. It makes it sound like it's bigger than it really is. Yeah. And uh, I have seen several Christian young people come back and even stronger in yeah, their 20s. Yeah. Well, God is in control, and we're going to hear uh, certainly that perspective now as we listen to a clip from... Uh, a conversation that Focus President Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Erwin Lutzer. Uh, he is a longtime pastor and shares lessons he learned from pastoring parents who had prodigal children. And uh, he's going to address one of my favorite passages of Scripture about this topic, Luke chapter 15. Dr. Lutzer, welcome back to Focus. It's so good to have you. I'm so glad to be back and to have this exciting topic because no matter where I go, the great burden on the hearts of parents is wayward children. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about how I believe we should pray for them and how transforming it was for me to understand a new way of praying, but we'll get into that. Well, you know, so often we as parents, we carry so many burdens, you know, uh, and there's a lot of things tugging at our children's heart, especially if they're in public schools, the things they're exposed to. Um, it can be a daunting task to live in this modern world and be raising kids that have so much exposure to things that, you know, just two decades ago, kids didn't see. 
uh, social media, pornography. You had to go find pornography. Now it finds you. Um, being a pastor for 36 years, uh, it's nothing new under the sun, right? You were experiencing these kinds of things, maybe different, but children that weren't doing well with the Lord. You know, one of the things that we did at Moody Church, which I look back upon with a great deal of joy, is we designated a month that was a month in January, and we called it Pops, Parents of Prodigals, and we prayed for prodigals. Now, we doubled our prayer meeting. One of the things that I discovered, Jim and John, is this, that uh, there were so many people that I knew, and I did not know that they had prodigal children. And so when they stood up in prayer meeting and gave the name of a child, I took the opportunity and said to them, if you feel free to share, would you tell us what kind of a home this child was raised in? Because sometimes parents contribute to the delinquency of their children, sometimes they don't. I mean, there was nothing wrong with the father of the prodigal, obviously. <laughs> the father was a good father, and yet the boy wandered away. And one of the things that I discovered is that so often this comes from brokenness in the homes. I mean, you know, you have divorce, you have addictions, you have abuse. And so the child just walks away. And even if the parents are religious, you know, the boy says to himself or the girl, I hate my dad, therefore I hate his God. And they walk away from the faith. Yeah, I mean that that's what concerns every parent, right? Did I the guilt that can come with that? Did I do something wrong in how I was raising my children? And I I know fathers particularly that do carry a lot of guilt because they and they don't even understand what happened. What did I do? Um let's start with some elementary questions like what is a prodigal? And I think everybody has a different definition of what that might be. What what's the theological definition of a prodigal? Well, that's an interesting question that I've never been asked before, but I'll try to answer it. I think in my mind a prodigal is somebody who walks away from God. He walks away from the faith. And of course, we use the word prodigal because of the parable that Jesus gave us in Luke chapter 15. And here's somebody who was raised in a good home. We're talking about this boy. He left home, and of course, he wasted his money, and he was a very bad child in one sense. He didn't even want to wait until his father died before he got his inheritance. And then he went into the far country and totally blew it. We right. know the story. And maybe I'm ahead of the story here, but the pigsty did its work. When he was there without money among the pigs, the Bible says he came to himself and he decided to return to his father. And by the way, he didn't even return to his father because he loved his father necessarily. He returned because he was hungry, but at least he returned. Absolutely. And that's a core of the teaching in your book. And I, I think that's a, it's a revelation, actually, to think of it in that way. The pigsty serves a purpose. Well, Danny, as I said, I love the parable of what I call the forgiving father mm -hmm. and not the prodigal son. It's, it's really about the forgiving father. Uh, Dr. Lutzer said the pigsty did its work for that son. Um, how do you encourage parents to allow their kids to kind of suffer the consequences if they're living rebelliously, if they've rejected God and they're making choices that are really 
negatively impacting their lives. And I think most parents, cognitively, we think this. We go, oh, that makes perfect sense for someone else's kids to, they have to go through the the hard knocks of life. They have to uh, either have experienced failure or hit rock bottom. But when it's your own and the emotions start to hit in, you're like, ah, well, maybe maybe I'll rescue them this one time. They'll, they'll learn. Or you bring warnings and and, and we tend to try to cushion our kids from experiencing some sort of pain. Yet that's where the, the big lessons of life are learned. That's when our kids get to learn dependence on Christ and forgiveness and grace. And they get to experience the richness of love mm-hmm. in places where they fail. They, they, they reach a place of, uh, of not being able to do it on their own, of realization that things are breaking, that they're broken people. And that is a powerful place. And we need to realize that as parents, that it's very loving to allow our kids to be shaped. They're not ours to be owned. They're ours to, to guide. That's, that's our role in that. Mm-hmm. They're not even ours, right? They're, we're parenting. We're renting uh, our kids and we're way, guiding yeah. them through so that they ha- can have eternity with Christ. And we get that short amount of time with them. And there is going to be pain. We can't prevent our kids from experiencing some type of pain in their lives. Mm-hmm. Yet we can help them be healthy as they respond to the ups and downs of life and their poor decision-making along the way. Yeah, and we can be that father uh, from that parable yes. who was looking, who was waiting, who said, I love you, even though it's been just the most awful season uh, of all time. It's a powerful, powerful story. Yeah. Well, we know so many parents are struggling with this kind of a thing. It's one of the top reasons people call and speak with one of our caring Christian counselors, and uh, they're here for you. Our uh, donor community makes it possible for us to have these counselors and to uh, offer a free phone consultation to you to uh, listen to you, to pray with you, to offer guidance and insight, even to direct you to somebody in your community if you'd like to have some ongoing counseling opportunities. This is hard stuff. This is really hard, and we know. Uh, So call us. We've got the number in the show notes, or uh, I'll just tell it to you. You can write it down and call right now if you want. 800, the letter A, and the word family. And then uh, Dr. Lutzer's book is so phenomenal. He's got such great insights. Uh, He's got scriptures that you can pray. He's got perspectives. He's got stories. And uh, what a deep heart for God and what great insights in this book, A Practical Guide for Praying Parents. Uh, Get a copy of that when you uh, make a donation of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family. I mentioned uh, our donor community. Be a supporter. Uh, Make a monthly pledge if you can or a one-time gift. Uh, Support this show and support the ministry of Focus on the Family to help families thrive in Christ. And uh, when you make that donation, we'll send that book to you. Uh, The details are in the episode notes. Next time, we'll uh, have Dr. Randy Schrader on. He always brings practical ideas, and he'll be talking about the importance of something he calls family time. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the back seat. It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. 
Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.